It's time for another episode of Bangers and Trash, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, Wednesday, 22nd of September, this is the Bangers and Trash podcast. I'm Matt May, at Statman May on Twitter. I'm joined by familiar voices. We got Lights Out 7, Tony Two Times. How's it going? Very well, thank you, mate. Thanks for asking. Appreciate that. Always. And uh, we've got the the better of the Jim brothers, Pietro. I mean, he's the better when he's on. How you doing? Yeah. Superior. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> words you want to use, fine by me, Matt. Yeah. All good. All good. Yeah. Chelsea. How about you, Matt? No one ever asks you. How are you doing? No one ever asks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I mean, I, it's really nice to have the podcast this. I'm not saying... Cello brings a negative vibe to this controversy, <laughs> but you know, this is a great, a great start of the podcast. Cello's not here. He's got a strain, high, high strain to his ego after some of his bits in the last few weeks. So he's there. Uh, you might see him later on in the week. But yeah, we've got a, well, another action pack uh, week of football. We are getting, uh, we're getting treated to some, uh, some delights at the moment. We're going to break down some of the stars and Taraz. Um, from uh, from week two, then we'll have a think about some of the waivers. Obviously, a lot of you will be sitting there uh, with you either got your waiver pick, missed your waiver pick, or in the enviable position of not having to even go to the waivers uh, after week two. Um, but we'll talk about some of the some of the guys we were tagged this week. Um, well, and then we'll look forward to tomorrow night's Panthers versus the Texans. Um, but yeah, let's kick it off with some some stars and Taraz. I'll chuck a few names out to you boys, and you tell me how you're feeling about them. Do you think this is uh, this is something that's going to continue through the season, especially with the first name we're going to call out? So Dan Jones, another great week for Dan Jones. Looks like doing a lot with his legs. How are you feeling about him? Third for week two, but what do you what do you look? Well, I, I, well, so Daniel Jones, I think is he before the season started, he was the last guy I was looking at. If I didn't have a quarterback, I was going with Daniel Jones because of his rushing upside compared to everyone else that you could get in that range. So he was going along the line, Sam Darnold, um, Ben Roethlisberger, all those kind of names with in, in Daniel Jones's. Um, vicinity of the draft and Daniel Jones has got so much more upside than him uh, than all of them that I just said together so um, and he's starting to show it now and actually he showed it week one as well so I'm just having a look at what he did um, week one and week two they're very similar because of that rush report okay you know Denver was a tough matchup first of all he managed to get 21 22 points out of that and then he's obviously he also is rushing on show against Washington 95 yards I mean those are the names I said, not even close to that. So um, I think he's got Atlanta, New Orleans, Dallas, those three coming up now, I think I would drop. So going to your question earlier about, you know, let's have a look at some names you'd drop. I would drop Matt Ryan for him in a redraft. I would drop Ben Roethlisberger, obviously. Joe Burrow is a name that I'm thinking about. Uh, maybe I would rather Dan Jones than Joe Burrow right now. How do you feel, Pete? Generally unmoved on him because, and I say that because he, for me, he's still exactly where he was coming into the draft, which is, I think, kind of why you said had him right at the bottom of the tier of draftable QBs. I think he's still there, he's still a serviceable streamer. I don't think he, he's ever going to be my starter. So there's easily 12 QBs in the league better than him. But having said that, I'm going to go back to people like Baker Mayfield, who should be starting over. Definitely. The names you said are all there. Winston's certainly one that you can start ahead of some weeks. Not all. But um, you still got the same problems. I mean, none of the issues have gone away. The Giants have a bad O-line. He's going to get sacked an awful lot. And the only thing that's improved is he hasn't thrown the same amount of interceptions as he did last year. But I'm not that confident that he'll keep it up. So another way to think about it, I mean, he's QB5 playing Denver and Washington. 
And I think they're two of the harder defenses he's going to fight, face. I, I know it's good. I know it's good, but he was on the floor more than he was standing up some of those games. <laughs> I, it's a risky way to live. He is a very serviceable streamer, and my mind hasn't changed. He, outside the top 12, 15, he, well, he's around about there. You can probably start him. In the two matchups you've named, he should be starting on someone's roster. There's some. Drafted that you'd be starting ahead of. Okay, let me give you another name. Uh, great week two, following a great week one. Derek Carr, second week over three and Jazz passing, second highest on the week. We are in front of very 400. So, what are we saying about Derek Carr besides the potential injury? Again, well, I take Daniel Jones over him. Um, I don't think I don't. I wouldn't put Khan saying that agrees Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones has got something that he hasn't got, which is rushing floor. So for fantasy, I think Khan's a better quarterback. I was going to deny that. He looks good this year as well, like really good. Obviously, uh, he's good. His receivers are growing up. As we uh, last year, they were both rookies on the outside, Ruggs and Ryan Edwards. So it looks like they've, they've changed, which is only going to help him, two receivers, and Derek Waller now. The be- I think the best thing about the Raiders is they look like they've abandoned in the run, to be honest. Um, Diggins just looks a shell of himself. And Drake's a pass catching back, which is only going to boost Carr's numbers, to be honest. If they throw it to him in space, he make a couple of guys miss and Carr's get that way so I think you know this strength is not the running game that's the difference between this year and last year um, I think Carr's matchup I, I think Carr is the streamer out of the two I'd be happy starting Daniel Jones every week over that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm slightly more confident about Carr probably because as Antonio said he's playing the better football for me and you're right. I mean, the deep throws, they're like Henry Ruggs, like last week, is fancy gold. But I can't disagree. He hasn't got the rushing upside, which makes him safe for play, like last year when you saw him putting up three points in certain games. We really don't want to roll our dice. But having said that, this week does have Miami. They don't have Tua. Potential gain they could run away with. And he could put up some points, especially with like Josh Jacobs there to lean on. So, I don't know. Carr could, potentially could have the better week this week. But they're both... I know Antonio said they're not in the same... I, I see him roughly the same bracket. They're both pretty good streamers for this week. Let's, let's talk about some other stars from the week. Yeah. Who else caught your eye? Cousins. Kirk yeah. Cousins. I, I think I even had him as a sit. I think I'm going to start pretty much any quarterback against Arizona, I think. <laughs> uh, who they got, except who they play in this week. Um, you know, that, that might just be a rule that I go forward from now on, because I think Arizona will run the most amount of plays. Not the Jags. Anyone? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Scrap that. Um <laughs> Well, you know, let's, let's, let's take this as a test. Then. We'll see what happens with Lawrence because he obviously hasn't been doing very well. I think he's like QB 24 on the year. Um, played well against Houston. Didn't perform against Denver, as expected. Um, I'd be interested to see how he does against Arizona because I think Arizona literally just runs so... The, 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 they run so many plays. They give the ball back to the opposition quite quickly. Um, and obviously, Dalvin Cook was running through the middle of that Arizona defense. Every time I want to turn it on, he was 10 yards in. And even so, Cousins got his number up um, just because it was a shootout in that game. I think he looks really good. He's got a good third receiver now. So they lost the tight end of Smith, who was probably going to be their third receiver. They basically replaced the wide receiver, KJ Osborne. And that means that more there's more fancy points for Cousins because obviously he can run away from friends like if that touchdown. Reserve Smith. So he's now got three receivers rather than two receivers. 
my aunt or cousin's uh, looking strong. And they got Seattle this week, and I'm very tempted to play. I think, yeah, I think all his receivers can be played in that game. I think that's a shootout, big time shootout, that one. Nice. Anyone to add in? Um, probably not fantasy wise, which is not a thing to say because we're on a fantasy podcast. But I have just been very impressed very with Heineke. <laughs> you can play him. him. I play him. I I'm not gonna play him, but I just I just have to say I've been impressed with him. I mean, he rocked in this job. He won't expect to start. I last week he completed 34 passes. Mm. This week he's playing the Bills, so he's unplayable. But um, after that, he's got the Falcons. And if you're in a dire, dire, dire spot, I'd be very tempted to go there. But I just wanted to check in that I've been impressed with him. And I thought he was going to yeah. be simply awful. And he Agreed. wasn't. It's a low bar. <laughs> nice. Let me check some Terraz. Uh, and as we contact on this podcast, this doesn't necessarily mean in these ways so Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill where are you at? I'm okay with Tannehill I'm not okay with Matt Ryan well, you called so I think yeah I would I would I'm very concerned about Matt Ryan I'm not concerned about Tannehill I've been concerned about Ryan from last year, to be honest. I don't, I don't think anything's changed, really. If anything, it got worse. So, yeah, I, to be honest, I, I, wouldn't want to, I wouldn't have drafted Matt Ryan at all. And yeah, I, I'd be pretty easy to drop him if I had him. That's me personally, but I, I didn't see anything from last year that's got better for him. Here's a question on a, a bit of an eye test. Where are you at with Ben Musburger? Drop. Shouldn't yeah. be on your roster, really. He's an easy drop. He's worse than that, Ryan. Fine. Right, and then I'll talk one more. You've asked Joe. I thought about coming here, just talking about fancy potential. Well, you said it then. If it's fancy potential, I'm a no. Yeah. If there's not agrees. enough upside. Nate. They run the ball too much. Yeah, so I mean, he's impressing in terms of his game management or whatever you want to call it you know, on the field. His progression, uh, but really, just looking dire fantasy. Not doing quarterback. Uh, I'm worried about Joe Burrow as well, but it's just a thing to watch. He doesn't look like he can escape the rush. I said on the first, a couple of podcasts, you know, he's looked all right first game. Second game looked scary. What's your advice if you don't do barrel? I don't think you can start him. So, at Pittsburgh, I don't know if you can start him there. I think that's going to be a low-scoring game because Ben is playing so poorly and the Pittsburgh off terrible. Cincinnati didn't cross the line, uh, halfway line. A bit. Um, so I'm scared about that game, and I've got a lot of players. <laughs> so I'm, I'm uh, I might be looking at that Seattle. So, so yeah, you can go about the Josh Allen in Week One and what the Steelers defense did to him. So I wouldn't be confident rolling Burrow over Josh Allen. Okay, right. Let's move on to the running back position then. So I'll check a couple of names at you. We'll start with Tony Pollard. Um, Tony, you've talked about in the podcast before. The standalone play, he's had a fantastic too. Um, yeah, I've, I've liked him a lot. Um, I've traded for him this off season because I could see the kind of juice that he had. The only the, the thing with Tony Pollard when people compare him to Zeke, he looks faster than Zeke. Everyone says that, but that's because they get it more. To him in space outside. Zeke, every time you see Zeke, he's up the middle, so he's surrounded by those bodies, and he's actually still doing a good job, you know, getting four or five guards every round. 
every time they give it to Pollard, the manufacturer plays the game on its side, and he looks, therefore, so much faster because he's against DBs and he's just gliding past. He glides quite, you know, he looks like he's gliding on, on the screen. So I, I wouldn't be, I, I don't like comparing the two, to be honest. Um, and everybody does it. I think Pollard is very close to being um, startable. So, yeah, I mean, that's the big question. Because Kareem Hunt, people start Kareem Hunt, don't they? But they don't start someone like, I don't know, AJ Dillon, maybe you did, but probably in the other day. Jamal Williams and Swift, they're, they're both getting started. There's two running backs getting started. Pollard, I think, is now in the flex conversation pretty much every week. I, I actually like the matchup against Philly because Zeke might struggle again, as he did against Tampa Bay. Um, up the middle, and Pollard actually came through with nine PPR points in that game. So in PPR leagues, I'd be looking to start Pollard, like, I think, from now on. Yeah, can you okay. add to that? Um, he's living up to his off-season. He's carried on from last year a little bit. But um, as Anthony said, people forget how good Zeke is after contact. That how they run him at the middle now Pollard does look better he doesn't have to face the same kind of contact but I'm not sure I agree that I'd be comfortable starting him in the flex just yet off the back of one week Wait, one, well just over a little one week so I'd still be waiting he'd still be on my roster if I add him obviously but I wouldn't feel you're bound to have better options if you drafted Pollard on your bench starting back, I think. For now. So and in PPR leagues, again, I still think you'd have a receiver on your bench with a little bit more upside that you can start as well. Okay. I'm just not there yet. Spend more time. Proceed with caution. <laughs> um let's talk about uh, proceeding with caution. I'm sure a lot of people didn't proceed with caution I don't I think it's more than flashing a pan. I think uh the fact that they got him and Mark Davis makes me think they have seen enough of Mark Davis already. Say right now having full workload. Um I don't I yeah, they brought him in. I mean this again, you're looking at a new coaching regime, brought someone in and they brought Mark Davis. But, you know, it's not it's not someone they just had on the roster and said, right, like that uh, Quadri Allison, he was on the roster and they evaluated him by the staff and got rid of him. So Patterson's obviously handpicked. Do you know what? He actually, so the guys who take over is Arthur Smith. He used to be a Titans head coach. Patterson actually reminds me a lot more of Derek Henry than Mark Davis. Mental to say, but you look at his stature, you look at his his kind of physique when he runs a bright, big, taller. You know, I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but he's obviously got more speed, too, and he's a wide receiver between cat and ball. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's more than a flash of pan, but yeah, obviously that Derek. It's not a comparison. It's interesting. I think had Henry last year. Seems like it's not the answer. Anything. Yeah, you can't see on your audio some of the faces we told when you said <laughs> Derek Henry. But um, uh, I've been saying it all off season. I don't see it in Mike Davis, and I'm going to call it that I'm right because I still don't see it. It hasn't happened, and I'm actually quite a bit more excited about Patterson than I am about Pollard. To be honest, I think the points are there because of the way he plays and the way they're going to use him. But I really think it depends on your league if they let him. If they let you select the running back, which I think could be an advantage, if it does, as a receiver, it's, it's not as special. I think having someone like him on the team, but he's still going to put up points. They're going to find plays for him, and yeah, they got to put up points somewhere because it's not coming anywhere else on the field, really. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a little bit ex- ex- more excited than I'd say about Pollard. Yeah, I think. 
why why um why is that important about the RBN wide receiver? I just so think to is. have um a running back, like because as a receiver it's it's not as special just let's say for example when Claypool when he does his his build jet sweeps. I'd rather him not do that and he'd be a wide receiver where he gets the half I'm talking about sorry, PPI and half point me. Right, yeah, yeah. But you're essentially having a receive receiver. Someone like Kyle Pitts when he when he's a receiver playing a tight end, I think it's an advantage. Yeah. Because there's more points to be played. I think there's an advantage here having a receiver playing at running back who essentially can catch the ball like a receiver and also run the ball where you traditionally get less points in PPR yeah. and half point leagues. So I think it's a slight advantage here. Not major. But yeah. let's say you're short at running back. You've got a nice floor there in PPR if you can slot him in at running back. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I, I can see what your point is. I think he's a running back, um, and they use him as a running back. A pass, you know, James White, McKissick, there's no difference there. Is that they're all running backs um, that yeah. catch the ball well. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I see what you're saying. He's got more value than if he was the receiver. Let's put it yeah. that way. It's a nice uh, segue there, Tom. Let's talk about for a second after week two. What were your thoughts? On JD McKissick? Yeah. Uh, I think he he definitely can be droppable in pretty much every single league uh, other than PBR. So I don't think he should be rostered in uh, PBR league. Uh, sorry, he should only be rostered in PBR leagues. Not um, half point or standard. I think you're never going to know when to play him, ever. That's the problem. So he's 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 a perfect best ball player. I mean, I've doing a lot of best ball leagues, as you know. The likes of Jay, James White, Naheem Hines, McKissick, they are all on my best ball team, and I am going to worry about when they're going to blow up. Do not do not. I wouldn't, yeah, I'm staying away from all them in, in redraft. Apart from maybe James White, you know, he's looking like he's pretty stable out of all them. Um, McKissick, I'm scared that Gibson just takes back like he did the first week. So I don't know if you can play him. I don't think. I disagree. I don't think he will take it back, Gibson. I don't think Ron will do it. With Heineke, I I saw something between Heineke and McKissick that looked good, and I'd hold for one more week just to see if it's real. In half point PPR, I go slightly lower than you. Basically, I'd hold for one more week if I had him, or pick him up on a punt if I had the space, just to see if there is something there, because he could be the James White of this offense. And well, look at this way: if I ask you another question, would are you worried about Gibson? Mm, no. Yeah, see, that's that's probably the difference then. I'd be slightly worried. And I think a lot of people are. We'll wait and see on that. Okay, let's give me some more um, stars from week two at RB. If you've got any, give me some more. Stars at RB. Sorry, stare again. <laughs> Hang on, give me a sec. So there was, I mean, there were plenty. Um... I can tell you something just while he's looking who didn't impress. Someone who didn't impress was um, Jonathan Taylor again. Damien Harris impressed. He scored. Didn't catch anything. Um, What did you say? Damien Harris. Jonathan Taylor. No, he didn't impress at all. Didn't impress again. We're getting Gaskin. closer to panic buttons, really, for some I of thought, these players. Yeah, yeah, he's close. I thought uh, Leonard Fournette impressed. He didn't score. So what I've been doing, I'm trying to look at the people who impressed but didn't score. Because um, obviously the likes of the likes of uh, Pollard and McKissick and, you know, uh, Daryl Henson all them. and Singletary, he scored, and Zach Moss. But, but actually, really, you know, they just touchdowns, but I think Fournette um, impressed me the way he ran, and I think he's not going to give the role back to Rojo. I think um, he looks like he's got a firm grasp on that now. He was on the field for like 60% of 
snaps. That's quite big for um for like a receiver running back. So that's one to watch. Yeah, and I said Damian Harris. I mean, he is is T touchdown look great. I have said about that though. You know, last week I said is his ceiling like twelve or thirteen? I he laughed at me, or someone did. And actually, he's got thirteen with a touchdown this week. So I'm, I'm again, I'm I'm looking to sell Harris in my league. I Carson. I don't see how. Can I go back on that? Sorry, quickly. I don't see how you can sell someone like Harris in redraft. When if you're in half point, I'm not desperate for running back, but probably 50% of your league needs a running back. And I don't know why you'd uh, give up someone like Damian Harris who can slot in at any time with 20 carries a week. I don't like I don't like these running backs who don't catch back. If you're in redraft, why would you care? Well, because they score the same. I'm just saying, remember that. We're talking about all the leagues here. If you're in redraft, you don't yeah. get the bonus for catching the ball. Not redrafts. In... Um, Half point PPR. No, no PPR. <laughs> oh, standard. Yeah, standard. That's the word. I'm yes. Saying. Okay. So <laughs> if you're in, if you're playing a standard league, then yeah, you know the likes. Yeah. Of standard and half point. You're there. Twenty carries. Can't sniff for that. I'm sorry. There's not many running backs in this league. It is. It doesn't matter. Some some teams have two running backs on their roster, and if he's their third, you're quite happy with that and keep him there. Ready for your title run. If you got four and you somehow your fourth, then by all means, if you're in that luxury, or if you're in full PPR and you can get better odds yeah. elsewhere. But I, he's a hard sell for me. I'm sorry, can't buy that often. <laughs> yeah, I think Matt, just go back on your question. It's probably easier to talk about the dead this week or the the Taraz. There wasn't that many stars for running back. Look at the list here. Um, unless he's got a couple that I, I think Fournette did. Michael this Carter, was a bad Henry. week for rushing. Outside yeah. the main McCaffrey, Henry, Jones. I mean, Mixon had a bad week. Jonathan Taylor. You could go through the list. There wasn't there's nothing Malvin exceptional. Gordon, really, was supposed to, the first Malvin round. Gordon was supposed to blow up. David Montgomery. Yeah. It was a bad week for rushing, I think. Yeah. I, so, I don't know what you can take from that, really. I'm Not worried about Naj. I tell you who I am worried about: Najee Harris. Chuck him in the mix of someone who I'm very worried about. That Pittsburgh dealer. Often, um, he's further from the panic button than Jonathan Taylor for me. No way. My hand is closer with Jonathan Taylor than <laughs> Najee. No, <laughs> like that. No, no. <laughs> You'll see. There's problems with Jonathan Taylor. Mm. Who's having a better week three? Give us a matchup, Smith. Pittsburgh got Cincinnati. Cincinnati at home. Pittsburgh have got which is lovely for Harris and Taylor is tight without the quarterback. I'm on the Najee train. No, I'm with I'm Jonathan Taylor. Rebounds quite nicely. His snap percentage is horrendous. 45% last week. So 55 and 45. So basically half of Harris. Um, That's panic button time for a first round pick. Sorry. He wasn't first. Uh, yeah, yeah. some leagues he, he was, was. first. I don't know. Was he? In most, most leagues, he'd be a first round pick. He was certainly his ADP was there. Yeah. I think he was 8th or ninth off the board. For ATP, I think that's went to not being there. Might struggle, like Jacob Eason is at the they might not even get out the half. It's Tennessee, yeah. See what he's saying, but I, don't, I just don't like what I'm seeing from Harry and that big, big team. Okay, I think that's what about CEH? CEH must be on that, he must be on he's the very close uh, to my panic button as well. He must be panic, panic patient. CEH. Kamara, the not Chiefs so worried about just don't run the ball. No, it's a don't. huge problem. <laughs> We're running back. Well, they, sorry, they do, but they don't throw it to him. Again, that's what I'm saying about these targets. They're massive. So they do run the ball. He ran it 13 times, 14 times. It's fine if you're going to get five or six catches. We didn't get a target in that game. In a game where it was 39 36 or something, he didn't get a target from Mahomes. That is 
more scary it's, than Jonathan Taylor. It's very scary because the reason they picked him specifically yeah. was to catch the ball at the backfield. And if they're yeah. not using him for that, that's, that's very scary. Not too worried about Mixon. You brought him up earlier. Um, at Chicago, was probably the toughest as, as it gets. I think he will play better against Pittsburgh. He always has in his past. We'll see where he gets uh, your rebound there. Um, not worried about Kamara, although that, I mean, that quarterback situation is horrendous as well. Winston looked awful. Uh, do they make change soon? I don't know. Is that going to affect Kamara? Maybe. Uh, yeah, not too worried about Gibson. I'm not too worried about that yet. Okay, move on to wide receiver. So, Cooper Cup had a week, but a lock had a week. Um, we'll move past those to some more surprising names. So, Rondon Moore, Hollywood Brain, Henry Rogue. Um, and then we'll talk a bit about Mike Williams. Um, some of those boys. What's the, what's the potential moving forward? Just enjoying this week, taking it. Yeah. Well, I think I think you. I mean, I, I think you can stream receiver. I think it's as simple as that. So the all the names you brought up, Moore, Rugged, and Brown, they're all streamers, aren't they? Um, I again, I would be looking for shootouts of Rondon Moore playing. So if we knew that was going to shoot out, it would be a good start. They play in Jacksonville next week, so I think it's a sit. Because they, I don't think they'll shoot out, and they're away. They seem to do worse on the road. Uh, Arizona. Ruggs, I don't know. Again, you start him with confidence. All, all these players are better in basketball. Literally every single one you brought up. Marcus Brown. Brown, actually, out of all the names that you threw out there, is probably the safest until... Bateman comes back and actually we see what Bateman can do. I would probably say Marquis Brown is the safest name he's right there to start. Um, but Ravens receiver is the safest. What I'm saying is not a great ball if, if the Ravens receiver is your safest play. Yeah. Um, I do, I, to be honest, I don't really like any of them. Mainly, but I'd say Rondale Moore is capped right now because of Christian Kirk. So, whereas the others are playing, they don't really have a, a player cap in at the moment. So, he's got a little bit more upside if something would ever happen to, say, Kirk yeah. or AJ Green would Or AJ Green would fall off. That's more like which, that's more Exactly. Like. So, I think Rondale is, I'd rather roster Rondale, even if I wouldn't start him over the others purely for a little bit more upside. Yeah, I, I would, what I'm saying is, I think Brown could be started with confidence. Even against Detroit, uh, you know, next. I don't argue so. too much with that. Uh, Mike Williams, then. Yeah, start every week. Star. Start every, every week. Keenan Allen takes. I think we just get over that now. He's he's he was picked in the first round for a reason. He's a late boomer, or whatever. He's now in the but he's now you know those two. You're looking at those two like Jefferson and Thielen now. Starting both. Woods and Cups, now you just put those same bracket. You know. I said last week I was wrong on him. I took it all back. He's, he's a star. Yeah. It's a star it's every week. Um, Michael Pittman had a week. We thought that we had a bad week one. The series week two, we thought about when he is Um, So is Michael Pittman someone not looking at this week and be with him for the rest I'm going to say straight away I've been down this road before I'm not playing a Colts receiver that's it <laughs> well <laughs> no, yeah and Pascal played alright as well I think those two are the safest obviously those two but I can't play either of them with the, if I know he's starting until I see it eyes with Ethan you know every species I've watched him been dreadful and now he's doing it in real games through one right, right to Ramsey last week I, I need to see Eason perform for a game. So this just means to stay on the bench and not went back. Um, let me give you another name, Marvin Jones. Yeah, good name. So, again, looking at that matchup, Marvin Jones, uh, I've just been told, well, I've just found out that 
Antonio Brown's on the COVID list. I think I'm playing you, Matt, in that league. Marvin Jones straight in. Not even, not even a question. I think he's the wide receiver one in that offense. I think they'll have to throw to keep up with Arizona. So that's an easy, easy start for me. And I think he is a safe wide receiver three. Ugh, wide receiver three with upside as well because we know why he can do deep. And he catches touchdowns. Sharks nowhere to be seen. And Chenault was, uh, well, he just doesn't run past 10 yards, Chenault. That's the biggest issue with him. So there's only one receiver there yeah. with the upside. Yeah. I think this week you've got Chenault as questionable, which would make Marvin an easy start with DJ Shark disappearing back yeah. and then having to throw the ball. Long and the tight end is out as well. Yeah. I wouldn't be hugely confident long term. I know because it's been one week and you can quite easily see them shifting WR1s throughout the year if well, if they're good enough to keep throwing the ball, which it doesn't look like they are that good. Yeah. Okay, give me some more um, stars then. KJ, Cephas. Cephas, <laughs> I say Cephas nearly made one of the best catches I've ever seen ever um, in that game against the Packers on Monday night. It would have rivaled Odell Beckham's one under catch. He was so close to bringing it in. He looks really good. Did he you say? Did you use the word nearly? Yeah, he nearly brought it in. It's the, the defender stuck his head in it or something. It was just I thought lucky. he did. He was lucky. <laughs> He's a good player. He looks good. And he scored a touchdown both games. If if Tyrell Williams is out, Goff has been... We didn't talk about Goff earlier, but he surprised me. I have all of the names probably. Um, Jared Goff is, is looking like a capable quarterback. For fantasy, anyway. And he can, you know... Yeah, I know they've lost both games, but they did play San Francisco and Green Bay. It's pretty tough. Um, Cephas and KJ Osborne, yeah, throw him in there. I, you know, he's getting targets, and I think it's linked to the tight end that we talked about earlier, personally. It is. Uh, if you're looking Brandon at targets, then go on. Brandon Cooks, I had as a sit. <laughs> I didn't uh, want to do yeah. Bring it up. I started him in every league I had him. Good. Well played. Someone's got to catch the ball. Someone has (laughs) to. That's my simple logic that someone has to catch the ball. No, I I said it a few times. I think Tyrod was playing amazing. It was great to see. Um, And now, obviously, that's gone. I don't know if you can play him now. Again, the the logic does follow that he's the only one who can catch the ball. Yeah. If, and they're going to be losing pretty much every game, even though I have picked up the Panthers' defense ready for all this. But, yeah, uh, that's probably number one defense week. Uh, Mooney, I was going to throw in there purely because the targets are looking good. So and just been announced that Fields starting. Does that change anything? Not really. The target. There's still only two receivers on that team, really, and Cole Komet mm-hmm. is obviously a good play. So. If anything, I think it could help. Ta- I grab him now, say, while a target, the Reds, while he's not catching all of them. I mean, I'm just looking at numbers here. He had seven and eight targets, which is pretty good for someone who could be floating near the wire or yeah. on someone's bench and see what happens with Fields in case it does happen now. Yep. Sterling Shepard. England's back. So... No, well, he's a sell. Should have sold him by now. Because Engram's going to take those targets away. Well, not all of them, but they'll share. I think Shepard's 10 targets will go for them, good to Engram. Well, so don't shake me. But Evan Engram, I mm. want to use the I word, but he's not well, going to no, finish. I mean, he's apparently, it's, apparently it's a guarantee. I don't, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Slayton, I mean, not Slayton, finish, you know, yeah. if he catches that one that he dropped, he has a lovely stat line there, and he got a nice stat line at the beginning. So. It all comes down to Galladay not performing. So where where are they going? Obviously going to Slayton and Shepherd. Um, you say Galladay is Galladay's ready for a blow up. By the way, he's ready yes. to explode. Right, I'm gonna say this. I've been watching Galladay very very closely. He is getting force fed the ball and the the throws. Talked about Dan Jones. Some of them are terrible. Eventually, but they're all in the end zone, in or around the end zone. So I think you're right. The, Eventually, he's going to catch one in the end zone. It's going to be a decent pass. And he's going to have a decent scoreline. It's a matter of time. Yeah, 
and it's a bit of rest as well. He could have brought a few of those the last game. Obviously, they were on prime. He was looking at double coverage on some of them. Yeah. But the Shepherds in and around around the tight end, I just think welcome back to Steel Summers. He's the public one I see. Uh can't think of anyone else. Freddie Swain. Not interested in that. No. Um, we'll move on to tight end then. So, Rob, don't play the other game. Um, again. Yeah. Um, don't. It's, it's going to be every week. Well, it will be. It's going to be, yeah, Antonio Brown's out this week, so it wouldn't surprise me. It I'm seems like to me is. that the receiver is the one that sits out, not, not sits out as in actually sits out, as in the one that misses out on the points is the receiver, and it's not Gronk. Your start of the week last week. He's playing every. I know. I, I, I didn't think it'd be him, but obviously it was. Uh, I your brain. But it looks like if it's going to be a rotation, then I'm playing the man in the middle. Gronk catches the ball and catches it in the end zone. Great. Um, as we know, yeah. So, um, talk to me about TJ Hawkinson. Superstar. My data have traded him in Dynasty, man. <laughs> um, he's in the t- he's in the top three. <laughs> he's you take him over Fan Pitts, Andrews, Kittle. You take him over Kittle. Andrews is the name we should probably talk about. He's a buy low, in my opinion. But that's my opinion. Mm. Ramping up. He's queuing up for the big game, is it? He's ramping up. Well, I think you get on pits ready. Let's talk about Kasiki. Return from Um Did he? Well, he scored some points. To put it back, some, a few. Um, what's your thoughts on him? Just two boom bust. Well, two is out this week, so he's. He's a no. He's on the bench or the wire <laughs> this week. I mean, now's not the time. Okay, fantastic. Um, all right, that wraps us up then for a bit of a review on uh, week two. Let's, we, and we, we had with these impact conversations around waivers and some of the drop candidates as well. But let's talk about a few players that were both targeting or would have looked like if you had gap this week. Um, who would you say? Let's start with the the running back position. Who would you say was the top tag? We all should you should be looking to try and get it. this week. Uh, was a tough week in my opinion. So Pat Patterson was there, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. We talked about him. Sony Michelle, if so, Sony Michelle, if. Uh, Henderson misses and Madison. I would put those two in together because Dalvin Cook left with an injury twice. Tony Pollard would, would have been drafted and, and wouldn't have been let go of. So, so yeah, not not much to talk about. And oh, he's the less I miss one. Similar with wide receiver Rondon Moore was probably yeah. Uh, KJ Osborne, if he wasn't picked up last, he would have been there. People would have dropped it. Pick him back up. Yeah. Let's go general then. Anyone advising any of the list sort of look at whether or not they should get any stashes? Well, Kenny Gainwell running back is a good stash, in my opinion. Um, wide receiver. I mean, there's so many. Someone like you, yeah. Some, someone like Donovan Peoples Jones. No one's talking about him, but he's back. Him, you know, Landry's out now for three months, uh, three weeks. Yeah, that. I mean, that could easily turn sick. Um, he's on IR start, so it's comfortably three. Weeks. Beckham hasn't been around for two weeks. Who are they going to throw it to outside? 
I think Donovan Peoples Jones actually best receiver him and Anthony Swartz. So one of those two I'm keeping an eye on. Um, Callaway probably has now got a nice stretch of well after the the Patriots game he's got three or four nice games. He's probably someone I'm keeping an eye on before Michael Thomas comes back. But yeah, not overly excited about anything on the deeper on the wire end. I I don't like the word stashes because tactically I don't think you can afford to stash anyone in week two. Really, no matter how good they are with the buys coming up and in sick and fast. I just don't know how you can afford to do it. The problem is you go early on someone and you stash them. Then in a week or two, when you get a buy, you have to drop them. So it's kind of a wasted play. And then you've alerted the rest of your league to this player. So I think tactically you should avoid stashing to at least after the first round of buys. Yeah, that's an interesting point. We talk about that way, right? the rest of the league. Like a little bit of a window into but, your mind. Well, I'll give you an example. Let's because a certain Matthew picked up Jeff Wilson this week, Never ready potentially for when he comes back. Now, in a, in a couple of weeks, he's you're going to have superstar. a you're going to have a buy. You're going to be struggling for space, and he's going to hit the wire. And you've literally put a big red light on him for the rest of the league <laughs> to say, "Here's oh, a player everyone. to pick up." Everyone no, I, I think everyone knows about it, Jeff. I mean, I love, I love Jeff, obviously. He was just an example, uh, by Jeff. Yeah, I know. If you haven't got an out, if you haven't got, if you haven't got an ass spot, I think pick him up. I think that's the bottom line. Same as Richard Bateman. Yeah. Even I, say, I, I wouldn't have drafted Michael Thomas because he was on IR for six weeks. I, I wouldn't have. I'd rather take this. So I, on my bench, I got the likes of Brian Edwards, Terrace Marshall. You know, they they're ones that can blow up. In next week, I mean, Robbie Anderson looked terrible. Maybe Terrence Marshall has taken over any injury, and you know, one of those players uh, blows up. You can't really do that with uh, Jeff Wilson. However, his value is only going to get only going to go up every week, but difficult without a yes. spot. You don't want to be too early, but obviously, you can't be too late. Don't miss the player. But and I don't think you can also stash a receiver either because there are diamond yeah. dozen on the wire for streaming. Yeah, tight end's really difficult. Running back is probably the only position you really need to stash and go early on. Well, that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Some more context on the Jeff Wilson. Well, I tell you what, this is. I played my league mate, so I knew there was plenty of people going out. Potentially too weird. But yes, Tony, one of them. Shallow. I don't I know, if, you, if you know your league, that's the, that's the main thing. You've yeah. got to know your league and you've got to know the players. And sometimes you just got to go. If you got to go in, get your man there and do that. Because, uh, I, I agree. But too. what maybe I see is, maybe we yeah, we've had this conversation. Pride might take over now. So you don't drop Jeff. You drop someone else of actual value right now. And then he gets sniped. Oh, absolutely. I've never dropped Jeff. Just, just <laughs> not not now we've discussed the point you've made. <laughs> exactly. Because that, that big red light over there. Anyway, right, <laughs> let's look at Thursday night then. So, um, Panthers versus Texans. Uh, oh, there's only one MVP. Over and just Panthers. <laughs> um, yeah, Panthers I, think, I think it feels like it's a quite easy start, bit, really, until we get to the, maybe the Panthers receive. Um, yeah, I don't like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the game. 50-50 about Robbie Anderson. I think he has got a nice matchup against Houston. Uh, and I think it's indoors, obviously, in Houston. I think they probably will need the point. I think if you're ever going to... you know, I, I haven't started him both weeks. In my own one league, I'm thinking about starting him now. Um, he's due one, so he's right on the borderline. I think you start the gym McCaffrey. Um, and that's it. I wouldn't start Cooks, person. What about you? I wouldn't start any of the running backs. I, yeah, the running back needs to win. So Cooks is Robbie probably Anderson, the only Robbie one with a question mark, really. Yeah, Robbie Anderson or Cooks. I feel more confident. One. I feel more comfortable about Cooks, to be honest, than Robbie Anderson. So I think they may even lean on or use Terence Marshall in a, in a matchup like this. 
I actually like him a little bit more in this game. I don't know why. There's just something saying that if it is going to be as simple as we think it might be for them, especially if they lean on their defense and the run, potentially, then if you if we say they don't, then that means we should be starting Cook because he's the only one who's going to score points on the other team. So right. just trying to follow my own logic. Someone's got to score the points for the Texans or they're blown out. And if they score points, it's hopefully going to be cooked or likely going to be cooked. On the other side, I don't know who I trust. Yeah, I think Cooks and Anderson are the two question marks. I personally would go Anderson, I think. I don't trust the rookie QB. It's touchdown dependent, let's be honest. They're going to need a touchdown to have a good day, either of them. Yep. And you're both saying the Panthers are going to win? Yeah. 3-0. 3-0. What a start. What a start. Um, Look what McCaffrey does. He comes back and he gets 3-0. He's It's almost as if he's a good player. Wow. He's, he's, getting, he's getting there. Um, all right, fantastic. Well, that wraps us up then. Um, obviously, if you want to agree or disagree generally um, shout about the episodes used on Brandon Brooks then uh, you can find us on Twitter at Brandon's-Pod Tony where can people find you FF underscore lights out 7 come say hello yeah Um, yeah and we'll be back later this week at some point maybe live from uh, from maybe live maybe live Um, and maybe uh, with a few beers in Tony Oh, and and Chano, oh, oh, I'd love to see yeah. this drunk. We'll all be, we'll all be Yeah, okay. I don't yeah, want to tease. I don't want to tease the fact that we might have drunk, controversial Chano, and I just can't. Yeah. So yeah, tune in for that. Um, enjoy Disney football. I will see you soon. Bye. Bye.